thing, uh, the, the more I'm learning to praise, um, watching Pastor Rhonda and getting in the spirit and pushing in, the more strength I'm beginning to feel. And um, I felt a boldness this morning as I began to shout um, a little bit louder, a little bit louder. And I kind of felt a little bit of the presence of the line of the tribe of Judah. And it was wonderful. So I'm just thankful. And um, I want everyone here to know that I love you guys. I really enjoy being here. Uh, I love a big family anyways, as you can tell. But uh, it's just wonderful. And I, and I thank everyone for everything. Yes. And it does feel kind of weird when your son walks up to you and looks at you. Yeah, I'm like, no. Give the Lord a hand clap of appreciation for his goodness and his, and his faithfulness. Just a, a real brief word this morning to encourage you and to bless you. As this is the season of Christmas, I think about some of the Christmases and some of the stories that I've been told about Christmas. And I'm reminded of one in particular where an older gentleman living in Texas called his son that was living in California. And he says, son, I just want you to know, I want you to be the first. I just want you to know that your mom and I, after 40 years of marriage, we have decided to get a divorce. And so I wanted to call you and tell you where we were so you would know where, what we're going through. Well, the son immediately reacted and responded. He said, no, dad, 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 dad you're not going to get a divorce. Dad, we're, we'll work this out. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of this, dad. I'm going to call your daughter in New York, and, Dad, we will fly out tomorrow, and we will be there with you, and we will walk you through this. Dad, don't do anything till we get there, okay? And the dad said, okay. The dad hung up the phone, walked in the living room where his wife was sitting on the couch, and he said, well, the kids will be here for Christmas. <laughs> Is that not a great? Who didn't get it? You didn't get it. Or who wasn't really paying attention and you kind of missed it? The kids will be here. Anyway, that, that, that didn't cost anything. I just thought everybody needed a, uh, a, a good laugh. Proverbs, the 22nd chapter, and the first verse says this. A good name is better than great wealth. A good name is better than great wealth. And I pondered this morning as we reflected several weeks ago on the question, what will people say about you a hundred years from now? What will people say about you 50 years from now? What will people say about you 10 years from now? I know in my heart of hearts, there's a special place for my grandparents, and rarely does a week go by that I don't comment or reflect on something that my grandparents did in the kingdom or did for me or did for my family or the life they lived and the joy that uh, they shared. My grandfather was 83 when he went to be with the Lord. He was in the garden hoeing some corn when he went to be with the Lord. My precious grandma was 87 years of age. She simply fell asleep and did not wake up. And I reflect on that Davis name and I reflect on all the, all the heritage and the things that they left me. And I thought about names and I thought about a name in the Bible and name. Uh, that goes by Jacob. And uh, when you look at the story of Jacob, and most of you know the story that 
Abraham sent his servant to select a wife for his son, Isaac. Uh, Rebekah watered all the animals, and so Rebekah was chosen. Uh, Rebekah came pregnant with child, and in her womb there was a turmoil. There was a war going on, and much discomfort, much unpleasantness added to normal pregnancy. And so she went to God and asked God what was going on, and God said, there are twins in your womb. And they are battling for a place of uh, privilege. And the older will serve the younger. And of the two will come two great nations. But the younger will be the greater nation. Thus, when uh, Rebecca got ready to give birth, we know that uh, uh, Esau was the firstborn. But when he tried to come out of the womb, Jacob had his hand on Esau's ankle trying to pull him back into the womb. So from birth, Jacob... His very name means con artist. His name means deceitful, untrustworthy. And we know the story of Jacob. Jacob will have to leave because later in life his father's eyes become dim. Mom sets Jacob up to steal her oldest son's Esau's birthright. Mom puts hairy skins on his arms and and mom prepares a meal for Isaac. Jacob goes and stands before his father and asks for the firstborn blessing. Uh, Isaac said, you sound like Jacob, but you feel like Esau. So he gave Jacob Esau's blessing. When When Esau found out, he was very angry, and he swore to kill his brother. So mom loaded Jacob up and sent him to her brother Laban, Jacob's uncle. There Jacob fell in love. He worked 14 years for one wife, six years for His father-in-law then decided to leave to separate himself, to take everything he owned and go back to his father's house. And in that journey, he was told that Esau was coming with a band of soldiers. And fearing for his life, Jacob sought God. Remember, his name means con artist. And so as Jacob was seeking God, the angel of the Lord, many believed to be the preexistent Christ, the angel of the Lord began to wrestle with Jacob. And Jacob wrestled with the angel of the Lord all night long. And as the sun got ready to come up, the angel of the Lord said, Release me, for I must go. And Jacob said, I am not going to let you go until you tell me your name. And the angel of the Lord said, My name is not important, but let me tell you, from this day forward, you will no longer be called Jacob, which means con artist, but you'll be called Israel, which means house or place of God. So there in that mountain, his name was changed to Israel. You know the story that Joseph was born. Joseph was sold. Joseph was in Egypt. Joseph brought all the family into Egypt in his place of safety, the land called Goshen, the land of blessing. And there in that land, Jacob became old and was at the place where he was going to die. So Joseph brought the two sons that he had been given there in Egypt, Manasseh, the oldest, which means the Lord hath caused me to forget, and Ephraim, which means the Lord has blessed me, Ephraim and Manasseh. And as Jacob, and the Bible says, like his dad Isaac, his eyes were dim. Joseph placed Ephraim on the left and Manasseh on the right because Manasseh was the oldest, received the firstborn blessing, and Ephraim received another blessing. And when Jacob got ready, eyes were dim. When he got ready to bless the sons of Joseph, Manasseh, and Ephraim, instead of laying his right hand on Manasseh's forehead, the firstborn, he laid his right hand on Ephraim's forehead 
and then he crossed over his arm and laid his arm on Manasseh, the oldest, and he blessed them. And when he blessed them, Jake, Joseph saw that he had got the wrong son according to tradition. So Joseph tried to correct his dad, but his dad said, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm blessing Ephraim because Jacob was the, was the second born, but he received the firstborn's blessing. It looks like Jacob was giving Joseph's son the second born, the firstborn blessing. Two things that I want to bring to your attention. Think number one, the very first mention of the cross is in Genesis 3 and 15 when God said that the serpent shall strike his heel and his foot shall crush his head. The first mention of the proto-evangelico, which is the call that will save the world, the call of salvation. The second reference to the cross you find in the entire Bible is here, where Jacob actually crossed his arms over, and in the shadow of the cross, he blessed the sons of Joseph. The purpose of that, the word Ephraim, which means the Lord hath blessed me, and the word Manasseh, which means the Lord hath caused me to forget what the picture, the picture that Jacob was pointing pointing to us that day was this. Because the Lord has blessed me first, I can forget all the junk against me. Because the Lord has blessed me in the shadow of the cross by the blood of Jesus, because we are blessed, then we can forgive others that have hurt us, that have harmed us, that have tried to do us damage, and we can love our enemies as we love one another and that's the blessing of the power of the name. I don't know if you know what your name means. I don't. I think I forgot. I think my name means strong ruler, or manipulator of people, or something like that. I forgot. It, strong ruler. I like the strong ruler part. And uh, so, what will people say about you a year from now? What will people say ten years from now? But know this: because you are blessed, you can forgive those that have hurt and those that have harmed you. Aren't you glad for that this morning? One of my favorite songs says this. It's my desire to help someone today, someone who's stumbled and has lost their way. I, too, was, help me, my favorite song, I can't remember the words. I, too, was once so lost but found my way to God. It's my desire to live for him. If you could see where Jesus brought me from to where I am today, then you would know the reason why I love him so. You can take this world, its wealth and riches. I don't need earth's fame. It's my desire to live for him. Shall we pray? Thank you for this precious morning. Thank you for the new song. Thank you for the message in tongues. Thank you for the song of our children, the gifts, the offerings, the favor, the blessing, all that you've manifested towards us today. We thank you for that.